Happy Halloween, horror fans, and welcome to Horror Movie Podcast, where we are dead serious about horror movies. We're here with a spooktacular Halloween special event, and we are back. This is the Wolfman speaking yeah. to you here with Dave, Dr. Shock Becker. We haven't <laughs> spoken in quite a while Our, ourselves. Yeah. But it's also been a long time since the listeners have heard anything from us. I suppose I have some explaining to do, but uh, <laughs> for a little bit later, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking, like, do we should we do like a Patreon episode and talk about all of the personal things going on, you know, and that led to our hiatus, or do we save it for the end of the episode, or do people even care? I don't even know. But um, needless to say, you know, at the end of 2020, I thought, well, that was one hell of a year. But uh, it didn't stop there for me. It's still <laughs> still rolling in high gear. It's just been a crazy, crazy time in my personal life. And unfortunately, and I apologize to the listeners, that has kept Horror Movie Podcast from being posted in the way that it should have been. Because we have three episodes in the can that um, could have been released. Joe Brunette went out of his way to edit two of those for us. And I highly appreciate that. So thank you to Joe for that, and we yes. will be posting those episodes. Those include, two of those three include more Horror Olympics entries, which I know people were really enjoying those. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to all that. We, you know, I don't know if, how many of our listeners now were listeners to Movie Podcast Weekly back in the day, but there was a period of time where that podcast was getting behind, and they had these things that Jay called The Lost Episodes. And that's kind of how I'm thinking about these. These are the lost episodes. So we're going to have this Halloween special. Then in November, we're going to get some of those lost episodes to your ears. Um, we have some great stuff that that's just sitting there waiting to be heard. And then uh, in December, we're, we're going to see what the new face of HMP looks like. I don't think it's as usual. Every time we kind of try one of these things, it doesn't end up changing too much. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's been a crazy time for me. Weirdly, I have more time than I've ever had now all of a sudden. And again, if we get into exactly what's going on in my personal life, we can we can talk about it. I don't know how interested people are, frankly. So I don't want to hold up the horror discussion because it's been a while. And I think people are dying to have some horror content in their ears. I saw a few of the listeners on the in the comments section at horrormoviepodcast.com saying, you know, I tried out some other horror podcasts. I'm just going to get into it. And uh, I appreciate that. I mean, I think there are a lot of great horror podcasts, many of which um, come from former listeners of the show, former hosts of the show, and current hosts of the show. There's a lot of great content out there, but, you know, I'm glad that uh, people appreciate what we do, and so we're going to keep doing it. And um, Tonight, for Halloween, what a better thing to talk about than the latest installment in the Halloween franchise... Halloween Kills from 2021. My grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. Stop! You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victims, 
cuts a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil. I got to see this on the big screen. I haven't been to the theater too much this year, but I did get to see this one on the big screen. I saw it with uh, with Nathan Bartleball and Steve Morgan. Uh, oh. They came up for Monster Mania, uh, I guess about a little over a week ago it is now. And um, they came up a little bit early. Uh, so we went to, uh, went to the theater and we all three of us uh, caught this film. Now, both Steve and Nathan had seen it before. It was my first viewing. It was the first time I got to see it. And um, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to get into it. Yeah, me too. And man, I haven't seen hardly any horror. The last horror movies I saw were for our lost episodes that we recorded in June. And I, didn't, I haven't even seen a horror movie since that time. Wow. Um, I saw. And, I, and I'd like, I can't wait to, to find out what that is because I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the listeners will keep them in suspense too if if they don't already know. I can't remember if we've announced <laughs> it or not. I did see a Quiet Place two in theaters. That was, I think, the first movie back for me. Was a nice. Quiet Place two, so that was exciting. That was also back in June, um, and then just this past week, I you know I I drove across the country. There's one little bit of my uh, personal bio. I drove from uh, Utah to Washington D.C. and on that trip, I watched while driving, you know, I, I kind of watched and listened and, uh, you know, partook of the Fear Street films. So I saw oh. Fear Street 1994 films, Fear Street 1978. And then I was trying to do the last one and I hadn't got around to it yet. Now that um, Halloween's over, I will be watching that. But yeah, this was only the second movie I've seen in theaters in the last two years, basically. And um mm. Onward was the last film I saw in theaters with my kids, and that was uh, that was a while. Yeah, that was that was last year, a good year and a half. Yep. If yep. people are noticing that we're talking over each other, that's because this episode is not edited. This is a special live episode of Horror Movie Podcast. <laughs> um, usually, I cut all that stuff out and try to fix it and post and make it sound nice and slick. But you know, we wanted to release this on Halloween night, and I actually saw Halloween Kills today. During the day, right before I took my kids trick-or-treating. And, uh, yeah, I honestly have no idea. I haven't been online. I haven't been on Twitter. I've been on Instagram. That's the only place I've been online at all. And then some of my posts from Instagram get carried over to Facebook. But I don't I don't really spend any time on Facebook. So I, I, I have no, zero idea what the audience reaction to Halloween Kills is. I don't know if this was a popular film, if it was beloved, hated. I have no idea. And I don't know what our audience thinks about it. I've only seen one review for this. And I believe it was from Sarah. And I don't I, and I don't remember what her handle is now because she changed it. But she used to be Fierce Fruit. 
uh, I know she was on Letterboxd and Instagram. I don't know if she still is. Well, I'll, I'll I'll find that before the episode's over, so I can. But I think she said it sucked. I think that was the only <laughs> thing I've seen about it. Is that one of our listeners said that sucked after having seen it? I, I I really I don't know what the reaction is to this movie, but I'm super excited to talk about it. And today, as I was realizing, oh man, I'm gonna go watch this. What do I remember about Halloween 2018? I think. I think I remember quite, I've seen it several times. I saw it probably three or four times, but I haven't seen it me over a year for sure. And so I started watching. So I bought that this morning on Amazon and was watching that on my phone this morning until the moment the Halloween kills started. And if we could just start there, Dave, I, you know, I, I, I did enjoy that film at the time we watched it, but on subsequent viewings, I was like, yeah, you know, this has some weird stuff. Like it, it, you know, I mean, I'm, it reminds me of a lot of early David Gordon Green, so it doesn't surprise me. There are a lot of weird non sequiturs. There's a lot of, you know, seemingly improvisation, but there are also just weird story beats and characters that are just seem so random in that movie that, you know, I, I've appreciated it less and less as time has gone on. And I do feel like this movie rounded out that film in a way where it feels like a piece now like and i and imagine the third film will go even further to do that where it feels like okay some of those things that felt so random in the first film don't feel random anymore because now they're part of this larger story i don't know i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah i know where you're coming from um i did not get a chance to rewatch halloween 2018 prior to seeing halloween kills i remembered enough of it that um you know that it, it picked up sort of right where that movie ended, much like Halloween 2 did for Halloween. Uh, it picked up right where that movie ended. But I did enjoy the movie. I did. I thought it was good. I didn't um, have anything really negative to say about it. I'm a fanboy, so, like, yeah, you know, I enjoy 4, 5, and 6. And, you know, and there's been this thing with, um, you know, 3 was the first one it happened to. All of a sudden, 3 went from a loathed film to a beloved film seemingly overnight you know and now everybody loves three um, i've been a fan of three i saw three on cable right after it came out and i loved yeah. it i did i really liked three i understood that it wasn't the halloween that people were used to but for what it yeah. gave us and and it was a halloween set you know it, it took place during the season i enjoy it i really did i have been a fan of it since since day one I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say day one, but I do have a deep appreciation for that movie. I do love it. And, but I'm just saying, I think in the zeitgeist, like it went from a film that people spoke poorly of to a yes. film that people hold up as like a great quirky thing. And I, I feel like six has had that renaissance a few years ago as well, where it went from just like this thing that like people consider one of the worst movies ever, like, Oh, that ruined that, you know? And then now people love six and people, I think you know, the director's cut helped that. You know, they just recently released the director's cut, and I think that helped that quite a bit. There's a there are just things like that in the Halloween franchise. I mean, I would say the same thing for Rob Zombies. I think that a lot of people really hated those movies. Yeah. Now, part two, which I again, people were saying this is atrocious. Now, and Dave, you're one of them. People yeah. have said, you know what, two's not as bad as as we said at the time. You know, and, and so, uh, yes, yeah. And so I'm wondering if we're gonna see that. With, I mean, I, because again, I think, you know, people were very split on Halloween 2018, but it was a popular movie. Mm-hmm. Purists were split on, I, also, I should say. And, and myself, like I said, it's, I loved it when I first saw it just because I was so happy to get more Halloween. 
over time, I kind of, you know, became less enthralled with it. But, you know, I, anything with Michael Myers, I'm going to watch it and I'm happy to watch it, you know. Yes. And, um, and, but anyway, this is what, what I really was trying to get to is revisiting that first film, the 2018 film today. There were so many lines that stood out to me in that that never had before. And I, I don't know if it's because I've had like such a hard time this year. The idea of trauma. It was kind of like a buzzy word in 2018 that, um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis loved talking about that in her press that she did for the film. She would always talk about trauma, trauma, trauma. And I would say that the whole world has been through so much since then. You know, this is pre-COVID, pre-Black Lives Matter, like all this stuff happened, has been happening. And it's just been such an intense time that this idea of trauma just hits so much deeper for me. I mean, again, my personal life has been wild. And so to be sitting there in the theater now, like I had a really emotional experience with this this film like i was like bawling a couple times during this movie but the first thing that started it was sitting in my car waiting to go in and watching the 2018 film there's this moment where um you know they're going to have this dinner with Lori and her granddaughter and andy and um you know and her family and judy greer has lied and said that she invited you know Lori, but actually hadn't but andy goes ahead and invites her on her own so they have this family dinner at the restaurant and Lori has just seen Michael Myers escape. Right. And so she is, or maybe she doesn't know he's escaped yet, but she is, she went to go watch him get on that bus hmm. and she's really distraught and basically drunk when she shows up to this dinner and has kind of a mental breakdown right there at the dinner table. But before that, you know, they're celebrating Andy and she's an honor student. And, and there's this moment where Lori says, Oh, I made the honor roll too. I was an honor student as well. And I, I don't know how that never registered with me the first time I saw it, but it was the first time where I saw this completely disheveled, hardened, angry, cagey character that Jamie Lee Curtis plays in Halloween 2018 as that young lady that she was in 1978. Yes, it takes you right back to that. That just, line. That's much just, what you think of. You think of her walking with her books, yeah, you know, it, with her friends. I yeah. I, I think because we'd seen so much Halloween since then, and we'd seen, you know, Rob Zombie, we'd seen Halloween H2O, and we'd seen, uh, you know, just this, we've just seen so much. I, I never really truly felt that emotional connection between. Lori in tw- of 2018 to the Lori of 1978, and I did today, and it hit me so hard when she said that. I just the trauma felt so real all of a sudden. It's like that that poor, sweet, young, innocent, like the most innocent, sweet little girl you can imagine that she is in that film. You yeah. know, that's what it, that's what it was. I mean, she, yeah. she survived physically, but you know, her innocence was was killed. That night is is what we're getting from from Halloween 2018. Is that uh, the, the you know the 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 true um, uh, I guess victim of Michael Myers was uh, was Laurie Strode's innocence was her her psyche in a way that now for the rest of her life she was going to be different 
um, from from that encounter. Her friends didn't survive physically. Lori survived physically, but she did not uh, survive mentally or emotionally. And of course, that's the whole point. That's what they were trying to do. That's what they, you know, again, Jamie Lee Curtis talked about it ad nauseum in the press. But for some reason, it didn't emotionally hit me until today. And I really like felt that like that's that young girl. Yes. And, and and it hit me in such a way that I, you know, I got choked up thinking about it. And maybe, maybe it's my own daughter's like starting to like, you know, get older now. She's coming of age. And like, I don't know. There are just so many. Emo- it just felt so emotional to me. Mm. That moment. It's just like, wow, that's her. That is her. Wow. wow. That, and, the, and then the and thinking about how life is can be so hard for some people and how you know and the things that happen to people you know um i'm just dancing around all this personal information but like i you know a friend of mine has been through some very deep trauma that i talked to about recently she's just been through some really difficult stuff people can be so cruel in this world and like do such awful things and this is a friend of mine that i knew in high school and so talking to her we both kind of got transported back to that time before life kind of got so hard. Like we remember each other being young and like the whole, having your whole life ahead of you, you know? And then we all go through life and so many things, you know, obviously so many wonderful things happen, but also they're just, there's life is difficult for a lot of people. And some people, a lot of bad things do happen to, and to, to imagine I don't know. It was, it just it just struck me emotionally in a way that had never really registered with me before. And it's it's very interesting because when you when you saw first saw Halloween 1978, I mean obviously that was many years ago. Yeah. Very different time in your life. Um yeah. and you're connecting with Lori on a different level at that point. At that yes. point you're just sort of rooting for her to get out of this situation. Um and it's it is interesting where they take that in 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 2018 how you know Halloween and we've talked about this before how th- this this franchise has just stopped and started timelines over and over and over again yeah. you know this movie uh, ignores that movie this movie you know for, pretends these movies never happened um, and then you get another reboot that happens here that it's just all over the place but yet there's still something about that from from the original Halloween in 1978, and then you take it to 2018. Even if it doesn't continue, even if it, it forgets Halloween two, it still carries that character of Laurie Strode. You see her even in in the movies that this other one is trying to forget. Yeah. You see what happens to her, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it it just sort of resonates with you. You we can't we as viewers can't forget the other films, no matter what they try to do with the timeline. We're always going to remember the other films that Lori was in. Lori was mentioned in, even if she wasn't part of them. Um, And for some reason that just sort of that, that connects with us as well. Then to see her at that point in 2018 uh, is, as to, you know, where she, where she got and what happened um, uh, or, or I guess what her mental state was at that point um yeah it really does it really does stay with you and and it 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 affects you i can see that i can definitely see that and and of course i'm realizing as as you talk like they actually went out of their way to connect us back to that film in this movie there's a flashback to 1978 that's pretty long yeah 
and interesting and there's characters that come up that you think you're not would never see again and so much interesting stuff that happens in that segment of the film you also have as adults these people who were little kids during the time of that film tommy doyle and Lindsay, and now here they are and they're grown up and now they're not only grown up but they're on the other they're like on the other side of life they're past middle age and you know tommy's an older guy and, and nurse marion is there and like again what whatever feeling that i had whatever caught me when i was when i because you know like you say like there's so much halloween out there bonking around in my brain and i've seen all of those movies so many times four five six h2o and resurrection and like that was all in there when i saw 2018 but for some reason today and and i'm realizing it was intentional on david gordon green's part i had this um just this tie only to 1978 and i just saw those little kids yep these teenage girls and then here's their life now and tommy doyle just rocked me in this movie like, i was so connected to tommy and Lindsay in this movie i was so emotionally invested in their journey and then seeing sheriff brackett come up i was just like holy yeah. cow like i was so emotional for them like i really i don't know i don't i think i had an emotional experience with this film that i've never had with a halloween movie before you know i, I think there's always that you know especially like halloween 2018 and the rob zombie films and even h2o you're just thinking like oh what are they going to do and I'm, i think there's this level of remove and maybe it's the fact that i haven't done a podcast for so many months and i haven't watched any horror movies and I haven't thought about movies in this way i just felt it like i just really was in this emotionally and like along for this ride and tommy doyle's we, you know we were introduced to him as an adult and he's in this bar and he's talking about mm-hmm. what they all survived and he has this moment where he picks up this baseball bat and he's kind of shifts gears. And I just, man, I was so on board with this guy. You, I wanted to see these people get revenge for what happened to them, you know? Right. And then, the, that, and then the movie makes you question that too. It, it does such a good job. I, we still haven't really given the basic synopsis, although you alluded to it, this picks up directly after Halloween 2018 ends much like Halloween and Halloween too, which, so I love that. I love that. Especially now as we've got all four of these films, you know, it, it follows the exact same formula. It, it does. And it, even though it, even though it forgets the timeline of Halloween two, Halloween two is not even part of the Canon from Halloween 2018. It still sure? gets Lori back in the hospital. Isn't, I think it is. I thought two was part of the canon. Wasn't it? I don't believe so. I know. I think it's uh, from what I understood, it was supposed to pick up right after Halloween 1978. Okay. Let's, I, I can buy that. I mean, there's and, not that happens in two that like changes the timeline drastically. No, no, not, not much at all. Um, but I, I did like how they got her back in the hospital and yes. put her in danger in the hospital again much different circumstances this time i mean you think of halloween too that's m- mostly an empty hospital well that's you what know? i was gonna say they they use they they kind of answer all of the criticisms of halloween too they're like why is it so dark why is there's nobody why is there nobody there and this is a right. very bright hospital there's hundreds and hundreds of people in the hospital there, like, there are people rolling in you you know michael myers he's been active because you see people rolling in on stretchers all over the place. They're opening triage, they say. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, it's intense, man. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, you know this is based on the characters by uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, of course. Um, but it's also they're writing credits from Scott Teams, Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, directed by David Gordon Green. We see the entire surviving cast return from yeah. Halloween 2018, and then we also see all of these characters back from. Halloween 1978 that we didn't get to see in the last incarnation. Like I said, Lindsay and Tommy are there. Marion's there. We get to see Lonnie, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, we're introduced to a bunch of new characters. Jim Cummings, who I was a little bit hard on during the, our Wolf of Snow Hollow review. I was actually really happy for him to see him in this. I thought, cool. Good for sure. you, man. I love yeah. that you're here. Um, <laughs> There's some really interesting stuff that they do with Officer Hawkins, who was played by Will Patton in 2018, what they do with that character. Um, and there's flashback content again yes. that we see him back in 1978, which was alluded to in 2018, but you know, we never actually had seen anything with this character. Now we do. It's so fascinating. And you know, just I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so maybe we can maybe we can briefly talk about this at the end of the episode, but there are so many interesting things that happened in that 78 flashback. So this is kind of the empire strikes back of the, you know, it ha- and it has that feel of kind of feeling kind of incomplete when it ends where you're like, yes, oh, wow, this is a middle piece, you know, but at the same time, that again, that made it so exciting because so many loose ends from the first film started feeling tied up for me and not even, not even that they were tied up, but just connected. Like this is, this makes sense now as part of a bigger picture. Like Hawkins was such a weird police officer. I loved, I love Will Patton. So I loved Hawkins. Mm-hmm. But then to really get a sense of like, okay, now we I really get who this guy is, you know, or like, a, you know, Andy's boyfriend uh, disappears, you know, just, and just is not in the movie anymore after, at a certain point of 2018. Well, right. this movie starts with him. And so there, they're just things like that where I really appreciate it. It's just like things that felt unexplored or kind of random in the, in the 2018 film suddenly had some volume to them, you know, which I appreciated. But um, Nick Castle was also credited as the shape in this. And so there are three people playing the shape. There's James Jude Courtney, who was the, the primary shape. Um, there's Nick Castle, who's of course the classic shape they cast a separate guy to play the shape in 78, which I thought was interesting. And then there is also archival footage from one of the, you know, several people who played the shape in 78. So uh, a lot going on here. I was wondering where Nick Castle was going to show up in this one. And I don't know if we know what shot he was in or what shots he was in. I don't know if you heard anything about that, but there is a Tony, Tony Moran. Is that who you're thinking? Yes. Okay. There's a moment where Nick Cat, where, you know, in a long section, actually, where Michael's mask is taken off of him. Yeah. Oh, maybe they'll have Nick Castle be the person seen during that. That would be cool, you know, since he was like the original guy. Um, But I think it is actually James Jude Courtney who we're seeing during those scenes. So. And what did you think of those? I mean, that was very strange, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I I get why they did it, but I just didn't, I don't want to see Michael like that, you know? Right. Right. I, I, for some reason, Tyler Maine, it worked for me better. Um, but this didn't, just didn't work for me. I don't know why. I'm not not sure why I, but it was interesting. It was interesting. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, 
we again we did see a similar glimpse of him in 2018 when we first meet Michael, but I just didn't. To me, he's this mask, and so it, yeah, it does change the character yeah. to a degree. It makes him, for some reason, less menacing. Yeah, just to see, like you don't you don't mind getting it pulled off and then put back on briefly, but to have such an extended period of time, it was kind of a bummer in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. But I don't know why. I couldn't explain. I couldn't explain it other than just to me, he's the mask, and so <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, I agree. I agree 100%. It, it, was, it was a little bit off-putting, and I don't know that it was as necessary. You know, it was almost like like uh, just sort of taunting him at that point. You know what I thought they were going to do, which I think actually should have happened, is that the mask was melted to his face. Yeah. The events of 2018. Right. I was hoping that's what the deal was going to be. Like, it was would be literally melted into his skin that he couldn't take it off anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, they tried to get it off him, but it would be like stuck to him. Now, one of the things I loved about this film was how it really captures, even more so than 2018, I think, it captures the grittiness and the feel of a late 70s horror movie. And part of that is they filmed it in the South. Like, you can definitely tell, like, this is not South Pasadena. Like, the, even yeah. though you have the Myers house is there, you know, like you, they, it looks very much like Haddonfield in the set dressing, but the actual location, it, you can feel there's a grittiness to it that South yeah. Pasadena doesn't have, you know. And uh, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the bar they go to and just the streets, they have a, just a different feel, you know, just I, everything you feel as if you could be watching a direct sequel to 1978's Halloween. Yeah. With, with sort of the, like you're saying the grittiness of it. Um, and that bar scene, you, you definitely see it. I love that scene with Tommy. Now I don't know that I loved Tommy throughout the whole movie. There were times when, you know, and I don't know if it was Anthony Michael Hall, who I like as an actor. I do. And I don't think he was bad as Tommy. I sort of enjoyed him. Um, I thought he was but amazing. Yeah. sort of where they went with the character, just the sort of the, um, how, 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 I don't know. He, he just didn't seem even the other characters around him. Um, the other survivors, I don't know. I, I have, I, I might have to see the movie again. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this properly. There was just something about the way that Tommy was in the movie that didn't make me connect with him. Like I wanted to connect with him. And I don't know that it was necessarily Anthony Michael Hall's performance or the way that the character was presented. I was connecting with the other survivors more than I was connecting with Tommy. Oh man. I, Tommy was one of the things that really made the movie for me, to be honest with you. Like I you like, there's a mo, you know, I mean, that's the thing is again, I think it's intentional. Like I felt how horrible this thing was that all these people went through. And I could see it in his face and I could see it in Lonnie's face. Like I felt in Lindsay's face. Like I could really feel like these people have been through something intense and you want, I wanted catharsis for them. Like I wanted them to have this, this success, like to, you know, fear dies tonight. Like I was like, yeah, man, like let's do this. Like I would got chills when he picked up this baseball bat, like here we go. Yeah. But yeah, it does. It gets to a place where it turns into this mob mentality that's just way over the top. And Tommy, that's he just got a couple moments that I hated 
with him and one of them is during this mob scene you know where he gets a little riled up and well i think it was the scene and again this is getting into spoilers here and i don't want to get too deep into it where he's sort of defending something where uh, like they're, they're going after an individual who they think is michael myers and he's sort of defending it but if you look at this guy's girth and his size he doesn't yes, even he, look like Michael Myers. But, but Tommy doesn't know that. Tommy well, has never he seen see Myers. him. He can see him. You know, he's he, never, can... he hasn't seen the real Michael Myers. Yes, but was... when has Michael Myers ever cowered? He saw Michael Myers. This is the thing. is He saw this guy earlier. So he thought this was him the whole time. So he okay. had actually identified the same person earlier in the film. But I, but I like that stuff doesn't bother. Like he saw this guy in in a previous scene, so that's why he. I think that's why he thinks it's him because he's like, yeah, they said he's there. I saw him. That's him. There he is. However, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like I I I that's fine. Like that, I'm fine with that interpretation that you had of it. All I'm saying is, he becomes unlikable at a certain point in the film, and I think that's intentional. I don't think that I I think that the film in, is asking us to be on the ride with these survivors. And then all of a sudden question, like, well, what is it we really want? Do we want? And then when we get, when we get to see it, when we get to see them kind of doing what they set out to do a couple times in this movie, once with a innocent person in quotes, cause he wasn't necessarily innocent. He was the weird shoelace guy from the first one, <laughs> but, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, and then later with Mike, with Michael, we get to see, some retribution for all the pain that these people have been through. And it's that kind of off-putting. Like, it's kind of like, do I want to see this? I don't know. And the character of Hawkins deals with that as a young man as well. Like, what are we, what are we really doing here? Like he says, so, so there's a flashback to 1978. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone about anything to do with it. If you haven't seen it, go see this movie. But the Hawkins character as a young man runs into the events of that night and will Patton in remembering that night says, I saw this look in his eyes and I didn't like what I saw. And I, I felt like we kind of get that with Tommy too. Like I wanted this for him earlier and I'm like, heck yeah, man, do it. Let's like, let's see this. And then when, when you get it to those moments, you're like, well, Maybe I'm not in favor of mob rule, actually. Maybe this is actually a bad thing, you know, which, again, I think you get that even in Halloween, you know, earlier <laughs> versions of Halloween where the townspeople are like, hey, let's rally and go kill Michael. Like, that is also something we've seen before in a Halloween movie. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because I, I, you're absolutely right, because you are for them. I actually, when, when they're going, when, they, when they're sort of saying evil dies tonight and they and, and Tommy is rallying everybody. Early on in the film, I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, let's do it. I agree with you. You know, I I was into it. I wanted to see that confrontation. Yeah. Um. But yes, as the movie progressed, it sort of pulled back from that. It sort of took that away from Tommy in a way of of making him the savior and the yeah. hero with what happens. And it's it's getting into sort of like here's what here's what really happens when mob rule takes effect. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that the movie sort of drove that home in that scene in the hospital. Yeah, I agree, and and the scene later, I think too, like it, it had me questioning, like, what do I really want from this scene? You know, because it's brutal. But like, does this what you know? And so I really enjoy 
and, and and I didn't love where we see Sheriff Brackett and Tommy Doyle go at the end of this, of their right. arcs in this film. But like, I don't know. Like, I kind of believe it, it, it was maybe natural. It was maybe yeah. the natural uh, ending. I got to yeah. say, I, I loved Lindsay and Lonnie so much, too. And then Cameron, who was this character that I didn't hate him in the first film, but he was just seemed random. He disappears. Yeah. I really, really, really liked Cameron in this movie. I just yeah. thought this Dylan Arnold who plays him was great. Marion, who I love her her role in H2O is one of my favorite things about H2O. There's Nancy Stevens who played Marion, the yeah. nurse yeah. in 78. I love her seeing her back in H2O. And she was different here and she was great here again. I, I really, really enjoyed Nancy Stevens' as a I, performance. I agree, I agree with you. And I Real quick, I just want to throw this out. What did you think of um oh god, what were the uh what were the, what were the characters' names? Big John and Little John. Yeah, they were really funny. I mean I, I sh- like that. I like that. They were funny, but you rooted for them. Yeah. Big John like Big John I thought was really funny. He had a couple of funny moments that I just was like, Yeah, like this. It's guy. so funny how Big John's knife was smaller than Little John's. Yeah, well, and also <laughs> taller than Big John, so there must be other reasons names, I guess. But yeah, that's uh, and and honestly, as suit, and I shouldn't have had my phone out in the movie theater, but I was the only person in the movie theater, so I will say that. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a great Halloween song that Big John's listening to in the movie. I immediately Googled it and downloaded it bef- during the film because I was like, I love that. I got, I need I, that's depressing to me because because you know what, Nathan, Steve, and I were the only three in the theater when we saw. Halloween uh, kills as well. I think it's more of a reflection of the state of the cinema at the moment. Yeah, and it's depressing. It's really depressing. I'm just glad the theaters are still open. I actually, that was my thought when I came out. It's like, it's crazy that I got to watch that and that there are so few people here, but kudos. And in this case, it was a Regal cinema that I saw it in. Kudos to Regal and all the other people out there staying open because. Um, we want movies to survive this pandemic. Absolutely. I want, I want the theaters to survive. And it was a Regal that we saw it in as well. The Regal in Oaks, PA, uh, yeah. that the three of us saw it in as well. And, um, yeah, I want them to survive as well. Big up to Regal Cinemas. This is, my, I, this is only my second time ever seeing a movie in a Regal cinema because uh, we don't have them. Oh, wow. I, the Regal in Oaks I've been visiting for 20 years. I oh. started in 2001. So it was like it's been exactly 20 years that I've been seeing movies in that theater. And I really just want them to persevere and survive through this whole thing. Me too. I saw Jojo rabbit in this theater. And then this was my second time ever in a regal. And it was the same regal. And I saw Halloween kills. Nice. I mean, I go back to, we were soldiers from 2001 oh, for the regal and Oak. So, um, Judy Greer, I have to give some compliments to again, her character. I didn't dislike her and she was interesting and funny in the first film and like, you know, added a layer to it, but I really felt like she felt a lot more well-rounded in this movie. I don't know. I, there were so many things like that, that like, you know, they, they just didn't have enough time to do it all in the first film. And I felt like this film gives a lot more. The weird part is so much happens in the course of this film. I'm really curious, like, who are we going to see in part three? Like, is there more to come? More new characters? They brought in so many characters into this installment. Like, well, I wonder they what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they did. And 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 a lot of them started in that bar sequence. Yeah. If you think well, about it, you even had two extra characters in there: the husband and wife. Which I love that they were in Halloween 2018. We see them briefly. Yeah. 
during that long tracking shot. And we also see those same three kids with the masks from Halloween three. Yes. And then we get to see what happens with those characters later. They're, I loved seeing all those little things pop up. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Another thing I just want to throw out, cause this was David Gordon green yeah. and anyone who's familiar with David Gordon green's from filmography. They know that when you go back to 2000 and the early two thousands, he was a indie art house. Yeah. Indie art house director. A lot of the films, if you think of 1978's Halloween, there's a scene in there from The Thing from Another World. John Carpenter put a scene from Thing from Another World in there. How cool is it that there's a scene from Minnie and Moskowitz (laughs) in this movie? That I thought was really, really cool. For for John Cassavetti's Minnie and Moskowitz. Yeah, I thought that was was pretty funny, too. I I enjoyed that reference. But, you know, just to that same notion, though, I think David Gordon Green be, has become more well known for his dumb stoner comedy stuff that he's done, like yeah, Pineapple Express, and yeah, yeah, the Eastbound and Down, and all that stuff he's done with Danny McBride. That's what people think of as David Gordon Green. But if you don't know, like go back and watch some of his like Undertow is a dark film. Undertow's George- a dark film. George George Washington. I thought was was really strong. And what was the one he followed that up with? Oh, was it All the Real Girls? All the Real Girls was the first time I saw Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. And also the first time I saw Danny McBride. And the outtakes on the DVD of All the Real Girls has some of the funniest ad libs from Danny McBride I've ever seen. <laughs> I had never heard of Danny McBride when I saw that movie. And I was watching his his character's name's Bustass in that movie. <laughs> watching the uh, outtakes, and I'm like, this guy is hilarious, and it's all yeah. admirable. I'm like, man, I hope this guy gets to be in more movies. And little did I know he'd become a big movie star. But right, right, and right, and produce a Halloween movie. Who would have ever thought that? But there's so much of their spirit in these characters, like Big and Little John, or you know, that's a very yeah. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride kind of vibe that they that they had a lot of in their early movies that kind of got lost when they got into the studio world. So it's cool that this reflects more their indie sensibilities than their studio sensibilities in a way, you know. Yep. I agree. Well, there's so much still to talk about, but then also I don't know what else to talk about. So um did you have anything else that you're really dying to talk about at this point? I think this is definitely a film we'll return to and and talk more about certainly when Halloween Ends comes out, but probably yeah. I would guess. Um, you know, it's it's it seems the ending of this movie um, seems so abrupt and so dark, but it's interesting how you equated it to The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because I think that is a great that you know it's it's like you you get Star Wars where you know the uh, uh, you know, good triumphs over evil, you know, the new hope, I'm sorry, I always say Star Wars, but 77 Star Wars, a new hope were good triumphs over evil. By the time Empire Strikes Back comes around, you leave that theater just depressed. Yeah. Um, you know, waiting for the next chapter, you get that here too. I mean, you, you definitely get that with what happens, what ultimately happens in, um, Halloween kills. You you you're 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 walking out of the theater saying, boy, where you know, not only just depressed, but where are they going to take it from here? Yeah, because you have a a um a family unit that has now been destroyed. Again, I don't want to go into spoilers and say what exactly happens, 
but you have a family unit that has now been destroyed. Yeah. And what's going to happen when that when the rest of them, when the surviving members team up? Yeah. Because you saw the strength in the other two characters in this movie. And I'm being I'm being vague for a reason because like I said, yeah. I don't want to no, spoil it. I appreciate it. I think yeah, that's but, that we preserve some of the surprises because I think people should see this movie. Um, I if you're hell, I don't know. I, I think this is a must see film. Like and I understand I there are always gonna be criticisms when it comes to a franchise like this and you know, and in a movie, you know, this takes some bold choices with much revered source material. So I understand people are, you know, always going to have criticisms for this. Looking at our listeners who have rated it that I'm connected with on Letterboxd anyway, are pretty all over the place. I would say that an average might be, you know, six or so um, on our scale or, you know, three uh, there, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of twos and two and a halves on here and I'm seeing uh, a lot of four and a halves. So our, our, our audience is definitely split on it. Um, but there's a lot of people whose opinions that I respect a lot have rated this very low. Um, and I'm not gonna, I, you know, I think this was fantastic. I loved, loved this movie. I didn't super care for, the height of the mob scene nor did i super care for you know the scene that we talked about when michael's got his mask off and kind of how that whole lee bracket tommy doyle situation resolves but everything else 90 percent of the movie i was 100 percent on board for <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> but no i loved 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 most of this movie and there just was such a, an energy to it that i don't know i haven't had this kind of experience with any other film in this franchise i really loved halloween h2o when it came out and i was josh hartnett's age so i was like a teenager and like relating to him and you know and and really enjoying that film and and but it, this hit me in a way that no other Halloween movie ever has to be honest with you and I, and it brought up my experience from 2018 as well like I just connected so much to these characters who have suffered so much and are just like wanted to end like and they want and, and one of my favorite things about this movie there are multiple characters at least three that I can think of offhand who were like this is my job to take out this guy at least two of the characters completely blame themselves for Michael. They're like, this is all my fault. This guy's here and killing all these people because of me. I'm the one that brought this on the town. And there are multiple characters that feel that way. Number one, yeah. which is interesting. And then there are also multiple characters like, and so I've got to kill this guy. There's at least three characters. Like I'm the one that has to do this. I think there's four characters that say that, but oh, there's no, at least no. three. And I love that they're like, yeah, this guy's got to die and I'm the one who has to do it. And it's just such an interesting look at how we try to cope with the pain that life has brought our way. And I love, I think it's Lori that says you can't just deal with this with brute force. You let fear take over your life. You give it more power. The more we're afraid, the more power it has. I love this. I love this movie. It maybe just hit me at the right time in my life where I've been going through living hell, but like, 
Holy crap, this knocked my socks off. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to give Halloween Kills a 9.5 out of 10. And I say see it in the theater if you can. And I'm definitely going to buy this movie. And I'm just super excited that it like uh, elevated 2018 for me. And I can't wait to see the conclusion with Halloween Ends and just have this exist as a full piece that I can just enjoy beginning to end at once you know i don't know yep. i'm super super excited what about you dave what do you think i'm i'm not far off from you sir i i'm probably going to come in i'm going to say 8.5 out of 10 i think you should see this in the theater uh, i had a few issues like i was talking about with with with, with, with tommy doyle and sort of where they went with him um but that said i loved the the feel of this movie i loved that sort of 70s vibe that David Gordon Green gave to it, um, where you look at this as just a continuation of 1978's Halloween. I loved that. And I also loved, um, like you were saying, where they went with those characters, when they went with Will, Will Patton's character and, and where they where they went with even Laurie, even Laurie Strode's character in this one. I really enjoyed it. And the kills in this are intense. I mean, that's something we haven't touched on. This is a gory movie. Brutal. Yeah. And I actually, it is a brutal film. I saw Lee Russell on, uh, on letterbox. I just noticed his review. He talks about how basically, yeah, like that's a downside for him. Cause for him, that related it more to the Rob zombie approach to things, which I, again, I don't care. Like I'm fine with, there are some weird moments though. There's one really weird moment with Michael with a bunch of knives. Do you remember that moment? Yes. <laughs> and I thought this is interesting because it it's something we've never seen before in a Halloween movie ever. But it like makes sense with things we've seen we've seen the results of Michael's handiwork a couple times without like the process. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see this process and it reminds you of that first time you see him do the head tilt in 78. You're like, oh, this is someone who's just kind of interested in their own work. Like, huh, yeah, what did, what did right. I do? They're, they're not looking at they're not looking at it. That they just killed somebody. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's something more to them. You know, what? They, there's another great moment in this movie that the kids who wear the Halloween three masks say that also like actually really impacted the way I looked at the 78 film too. Like, I love the way that he, they say, yeah, this guy, he's just, you know, he's popping up here and there. He keeps sneaking around. We see him behind a tree and then he disappears. Like, what's he doing? We're not little kids. Like he's trying to play hide and go seek. And that really struck a nerve with me, which in a way that I had never thought about the 78 film before. It's like, Oh, he's a kid. Well, yeah, yeah. He's teasing and taunting and and all the stuff in the 78 film and i've just always looked at it like here's a creepy serial killer but what this film did for me is think here is a and i think it's will Patton that says it like he's got the mind of a child and the soul of an animal and the body of a man you know like a body yeah. of an adult man the mind of a child and the soul of an animal or something like that like it's it's such an interesting way to put it and it, it is it is and there's to see a scene with him with an older couple yeah where he has sneaked into the house that's the one i was referring to actually yeah, yeah and and boy, so weird it, so it is it's it's weird but it's also where it goes i mean it, it becomes intense and well, that, i'm that, 
that's like on that same level of, as the head tilt. It's like, what is he doing? And then you're yeah. like, he's just experimenting. Like he doesn't really know what he's doing. Like he's just kind of like, what does this do? It's almost like he's gleefully, he's he's gleefully experimenting. Yeah, that's the scene I was talking about. Like we've never yeah. seen in a Halloween movie before. What is this? This is weird. And I, I kind of hated it and kind of loved it at the same time. Like it was just like this is so strange. Like. But it makes sense, like in that psychology that these kids are talking about. Like he's like, he's playing hide and go seek with us. Like he's a little kid. Like yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah why, did I, why did I never think of that before? That is what he's doing. He's right. Like yeah, absolutely. He he's. It's funny. It's like like you say, he's the body of a man, but he's still that little kid yes. who who killed his sister, um, and he's never sort of uh, sort of matured from there. I mean. Um, at this point, did you want to get into the spoilers? Yeah, so we will do a very brief spoiler discussion at the end of the show. Before we do that, I just want to speak one more time. I know I've like probably beat a dead horse with this idea, but um, I don't know. I, you know, my son, you know, so it's Halloween as we record this, Halloween night, in yep. fact, we're approaching the witching hour, yep, and uh. You know, I've been trick or treating with my kids tonight. My son actually asked me the age old question that we that we asked ourselves in episode one and, and you in episode two, which is why do we watch horror movies? And my son asked me that tonight. He's like, why do you like scary movies? Like, why do you like to watch this stuff? And I had been thinking about this all day today because this movie rocked me emotionally. And, you know, Jay used to say something that I thought he needs some serious mental help. This guy, like <laughs> he's not okay. He said that he likes scary movies because it makes him feel better about his life because he goes to it and he watches it and he's like, well, at least my life's not that bad. And I'm like, that's messed up. You should really see somebody about that. <laughs> but I, like I get that now. And over the last couple of years, like last of years, like so much bad stuff has happened in my life that it's like, Oh, I kind of get this now. Like it, there's a certain catharsis for me in a horror movie that I've never had before. And I had total catharsis in this movie, not in that same way of like, well, I'm glad my life's not this bad, but really just understanding, and you know, what this movie does well too, that a lot of horror movies neglect to do is that they acknowledge like, yeah, these are our friends that died. Like people yeah. died. And like so many horror movies, they're scared and they run away and you, you know, did they forget that their best friend just died half an hour ago? And this movie doesn't do that. It's like, no, this guy killed my dad. Like he's dead, you know? Yeah. And they don't let you get that. And they don't, and they let each of these deaths matter in a way that horror movies don't always do. And so again, yes. I just appreciated the way it handles trauma. It's so effective, I think. And uh, I, I agree with you, but it's so funny how, how, how the fans of this series sort of react to it because one of the things and you know as i'm listening to you talk about this and how michael myers you know he's he's killed these people he's killed like fathers and 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 um friends and everything and, and how this movie really makes that resonate with you um when i was at monster mania uh after we had gone and, and seen this movie you know uh, nathan steve and i went to monster mania and of course, Halloween, because this film was new and it, that, that was um, uh, with a lot of the vendors um, and even some of the guests, uh, th that was like the, the strongest draw at Monster Mania. Nick Castle was signing autographs and there was Tony Todd there. There were a lot of other people. There was the cast of Monster Squad 
the young cast of Monster Squad was at Monster Mania, but the longest line was Nick Castle. I mean, his his wow. line was going way, way back. Um, wow. And one of the things that we, we passed a, uh, a display that was really sort of pushing, um, you know, Halloween, and there was a T-shirt. I almost bought it, but I didn't. The T-shirt had a saying, like, the saying was, if Lori kills Michael, we riot. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought that was funny because uh, while you're watching the movie, you're pulling for Lori, you're pulling for all these people, but yet there's that connection with Michael Myers that people have had for all of these years. Yeah. And I'm going to be really interested to see Halloween ends. How does it end? Yeah. You know, we've seen H2O end it one way and then we saw Halloween Resurrection begin slash end it another way this relationship between Michael and Lori I think they allude to what has to happen in this version and I'm very curious if that's the direction they're going to go I don't I won't spoil it I'll save it for our spoiler discussion here in just a minute but yeah you know there's one other thing I wanted to mention again it is Halloween night a, a, a horror movie podcast first is happening right now Dave which yeah. is I'm podcasting in my Halloween costume, which I've never done before in the history. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, what I, is your Halloween costume? What are you wearing? I, I am. You're not going to believe this. I'm a wolf man, Dave. Oh, the, wow. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You've got long hair and a beard. It really limits your uh, Halloween costume options. I, I guess that's, I guess that's true. You, you, yeah, that, that's probably true. But what is, but, but like, which wolf man, which wolf man are you? You know, I I wasn't going to do anything, and I was walking through the store, and I just saw, it's just the most generic one you could be. I just saw this kind of a red uh, flannel um, jacket, and I thought, you know what, that looks like just like a classic Halloween costume, werewolf Halloween. I'm going to buy that, and then I had, you know, I got some face paint and put some of that on. Got oh, some that's fangs, awesome. Fangs. That's great. Glued some hair in my wrists of my shirt and my uh, and my chest hair, you know, spilling out of the chest hair. And, well, just and, for the listeners, just I got, for the I got listeners. Big, I got some of those big uh, slippers, you know, with the with the animal feet. But all they had oh, was yeah. they only had tiger. So I got <laughs> I got a tiger one of them brown spray paint, and I spray painted those brown. So. <laughs> for for the listeners, if you were to equate your look right now. To a movie werewolf, which yeah. would it be? From what movie? Oof. And it really is honestly just the most generic, uh, like werewolf you can imagine. But um, probably, um, is it called the Monster Squad? There's the old movie. There's another old movie. Oh, is it called Monster Squad? But it's not the same Monster Squad, or is it called? There's a Monster Squad TV series from the seventies. Is that what you're thinking, or is that what it is? The Monster Squad TV series. There was a Monster Squad TV series that I remember watching as a kid. It was a Saturday morning show, and they did yeah. have a werewolf in that one. Fred Grandy yeah. was in it, who eventually was in the Love Boat. That's what I yeah. I just googled it. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. But the TV series that's I look most like that werewolf <laughs> that's really you know what that's awesome because I I watched the monster squad when I was a little kid I remember watching that when I was in like I'm talking first grade or whatever I remember watching that monster squad and really being impressed by it so that's really cool 
Yeah, that's that's the one. Not the not the movie Monster Squad Werewolf, which is probably my one of my very favorite. That's an awesome. Wolf. That's a great werewolf. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're back, just like the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Part Two. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're back. Remember that? Um, that'll be our outro music. Um, that, I think that was the Bobby Brown song from the Ghostbusters Two soundtrack. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of shows. I do have a lot of free time now. Um, and again, if people are interested, let us know if you're interested, and then maybe we could talk about it on a later episode of like exactly what's all going down. But otherwise, just if you don't care, you don't need to care. Just stay subscribed. A lot of good episodes coming your way. Three from the summer, and then uh, we'll get into some new content really soon but that summer content's really good stuff peter nielsen who has been way overdue having him on the show proper is is on the show and he did such a great job and that was such a fun episode yeah uh, that was our last one we recorded yeah that one's coming up last one, yeah. so there's a lot of good stuff coming your way and um if you haven't seen halloween kills sign off before listening to this next portion um because who shows up dave in Halloween Kills. It is Dr. Loomis himself. And that shot of him at the bottom of the stairs, I'm like, this must be unreleased archival. This unreleased I footage. thought the same damn thing. I yeah. thought I was looking at Donald Pleasance. I really did when I saw that uh, in the theater. I thought, wow, that is so cool with Donald Pleasance. How did they get that? What happens here? I figured but it's not. Him at the bottom of the stairs must have been unreleased footage and then later when it gets outside i'm like okay well now they've done something because this there's no way this is unreleased footage but i I, you know i i did see an article that said it was all makeup effects it was not cgi they just made (laughs) makeup effects so convincing that it literally looks like Donald Pleasance is standing there alive in this movie. It's shocking. Yes. That they I thought it was CGI. It was Nathan Bartleball who pointed out to me that it was not because at Monster Mania, the actor who portrayed Loomis in this film was there signing autographs. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's an article about it. I Googled it like right after I got out of the movie because I was just like, what the crap? How is this even possible and uh yeah it's a cinema blend article that i read it says halloween kills jaw dropping return of a classic character was done with no cgi whatsoever uh halloween kills featured the return of an unexpected original character it 100 percent looks like donald pleasance i swear still the shot of him at the bottom of the stairs must be original archival that looks footage. like donald pleasance come on i mean i thought the same thing i thought that has to it has to be Donald Pleasance. I think it, it is. I think that I think that the, the shot outside later must be the shot with the makeup. That's my guess because it would make sense that they put this character Hawkins in if they had shots of Loomis yelling Officer Hawkins, you know, and they're like, "Who's Officer Hawkins?" I don't know, but let's make a character about it. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to know more about it. This article was written before there's much information out there, but. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the future. Um, pretty crazy, man, that they brought Loomis back and they did it so well. Like I've, they did it so well. You really think you are looking at Donald Pleasance's Doctor Loomis? You yeah. really do as you're watching this. And I loved 
that he was part of this because you I don't you can't have a a flashback in a Halloween film without without Dr. Loomis. And yeah. I thought they did it perfectly in this movie. I really did. I loved that. That opening of this film, I thought, pulled me in immediately. And I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. I mean, they're going to have to go way off the rails to lose me at this point. And they didn't. They didn't go way off the rails to lose me. I was with them. I was with this movie throughout. Um, you know, a couple of things, as I already mentioned, I had a little, you know, a little bit of issue with. But that opening alone, I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. I loved the way that film opened. Yeah, and I did see, again, I'm just looking over our listeners' letterbox reviews now. Um, a, a couple people did say, like, uh, I liked it at first, but, you know, it got worse as it went. I think that's intentional, Dave. Like, I think I think we're supposed to feel conflicted about where it goes, you know? And, yeah. I, and I, I feel like that's what it's trying to do and that Halloween ends will kind of give us the fulfillment of all these feelings. Right. I don't know. I hope so. I hope. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm, I'm really anxious. I can't wait for Halloween ends October, 2022. I'm really looking forward to it. Be there. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, that will probably be it for this episode. Was was there another spoiler we were going to discuss? I can't remember. We were, had mentioned something else. I don't. Th- I don't think so. The only one I remember is Loomis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was just gonna say I didn't want to say before, but I I'm bummed that the sheriff and Tommy die. Like I just and yeah, and- that that was that was depressing. It was depressing, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't unorganic to the story. It wasn't, but I just think because Tommy and Lindsay were these little kids, as well as the nurse. I don't mind that. Um, anyone dies in this, but I would. But there's a part of me that wishes those original survivors somehow made it through. I would have liked to see yeah. them overcome this trauma in their lives, and like you know, have a Sidney Prescott leave the gate unlocked moment. You know, like just yeah. uh, just let these these people have been through a lot. I'd I, I'd like to see them be happy, <laughs> and then let everybody else in the town die. I don't care. They can all die. Everyone else in the town can die. <laughs> All the other characters they introduced in this movie, let them go. Who cares? <laughs> I always love. I always one of my favorite things about the Rob Zombie remake was the way they did Sheriff Brackett in that movie. You know, I thought seeing his daughter die and his reaction to it is something we never got in the '78 original. Like it's so powerful in that movie. And oh yeah, um, I mean the fact that Brad Dourif plays that character, I think. Um, he does so well. Uh, Brad but, Dorf, I have not seen a Brad Dorf performance that wasn't at least engaging and interesting. Yeah. But what I was going to say movie. is that Sheriff Brackett got a little bit of that. I mean, it's obviously not as far as Brad Dorf took it, but it is cool to see um, Charles Cyphers. You know, yeah. Charles Cyphers back and, and have a moment where he's like, no, this guy killed my daughter. Like, yeah. I love that stuff, you know. And I that's do too. My favorite I do too. And he's an old man in this one. I mean, he's yeah. he's not a young man by the time this this movie rolls around. Well, I get um, the feeling kind of like the Wolf of Snow Hollow, where you know the sheriff's like, "Look, you're not the sheriff anymore. Get out of here. This is my job. Yeah. Go home, old man." You know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, it's a uh, yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. Looking forward to the next installment, and uh, I, looking forward, yeah. 
I'm with you. I can't wait for Halloween ends. Um, and I hate that we have to wait a year. We have to wait a full year before that movie comes out. Yeah, I mean, we had to wait two years. We had to wait an extra year for this one. Yeah, so. how crappy was that? And if I knew this is what was waiting for me, um, yeah. I would have been even more pissed off. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I I haven't heard great things about Candyman. I still haven't seen it, but I'm hoping it's good. But I, I had a horror friend of mine that I was working with in Alaska be like, no, nah, it's not that good. Man. I'm like, really? I just uh... want it to be. I want it to be. I want it to be. I want it to be too. With Jordan Peele's name attached to it, I know he didn't direct it, did he? No, he didn't. No. No, I didn't. I, he produced it. Um, I can't much like you know, he produced Antebellum. I think Jordan Peele yeah. produced Antebellum as well. Antlers theaters um, right now. Yeah, Antlers. Uh, the Guillermo del Toro produced. Um, what is the next? Night, so. Is there anything online for Jordan Peele to direct? Uh yeah, he I think he has his next movie uh done actually. Um I can't remember offhand. I I feel like I read something about that, but um I'm blanking on what it was. Jordan Peele's next movie. Uh yeah, I'm not seeing it, but because as a I'm director, sure people, I, lo- I love sh- him as a director. What is it? I said people are screaming at us right now, you idiots. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's called Nope 2022 Alright, I am looking forward to that I can't wait to see it because I really do feel Looking at Get Out and looking at us I think Jordan Peele is almost like Hitchcock of this generation I really do I think I love the way he I love the way he directs the movies I really do I think he's an awesome director I can't wait to see that film I mean, that said I'm looking forward to seeing Candyman. I haven't seen it either. I'm looking forward to seeing Candyman as well. I'm a big fan of the 90s version of Candyman. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the update of it as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I go back and forth between Candyman and Scream as my favorite horror film of the 90s. Oh, Scream 5 is coming out too. So that's, yes. that should be- I, they, they were promoting that at Monster Mania. I, I got to um I I think I took a picture with Ghostface uh, also, at Monster Mania. Yeah, that also looked much grittier. It looked like more. It looked closer to Halloween Kills to me, where it felt like really grounded in reality wow. in awesome. a way that none of these other sequels have. You know, that's great. And the Last Night in Soho, I'm excited about also. I am too, just because it's Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar well, Wright like- hasn't made a movie that had that. Didn't they didn't at least pique my interest, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, follow Dave online at DVD Infatuation and all of that other good stuff. I'll put links to all of this in the show notes. I don't have any notes in front of me, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we appreciate Shutter for uh, sponsoring this episode, and uh, yeah, we need some new sponsors. Blumhouse should probably sponsor us after this review. So yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm online, uh, so I'm at Icarus Arts on Twitter. I'm actually changing all my handles. So my production company has been Icarus Arts for all these years, which was what my handle was. I'm switching it to a new, much harder to spell and know what it is Icarus Arts was already hard 
for people. But yeah, this is it's uh this is really hard because it's in different languages. It's in Hawaiian and Fijian. But um, my new production company is Alkaviti, so uh, I will put links to that in the show notes because you're never going to be able to spell it otherwise. And I've already changed my Instagram handle to that, and I'll be changing my Twitter and other stuff to that very soon. But I um, noticed it with your Instagram. I yeah, you know, with your Instagram, yes. Different armored foe uh, designed a new logo for me for my new company. Oh, that's and, great, and it looks sick. And so appreciate that, Willis. He did an awesome job, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be launching all that. I've just been kind of waiting because I've had so many going on in my life, and I'm just kind of waiting for things to calm down, and then I'm gonna change all my uh, online handles and logos and everything. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, find us at horrormoviepodcast.com. Find the links to everything we're doing, podcasts and social media, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can leave comments in the show notes. And we look forward to another episode in the very near future. Check it out here. Uh, Horror Movie Podcast. How do, you, how do we send this off? Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Horror Movie Podcast, where we're dead serious. <laughs> About horror movies. We're dead serious about horror movies, absolutely. And you're going to hear a few episodes that none of us remember. <laughs> but yeah. listen to them anyway. <laughs> listener, I saw a listener request that we um, put a poll out for the listeners to vote, like which country they think um, should win. Oh, and- yeah. You know what? I, I That would be cool. I think, you know what? Maybe we'll do that with our next uh yeah. Um, horror Olympics because I'm loving the Horror Olympics. You know yeah. what? It, 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 even when I get a country that I, you know, I, I, you'll you'll find out in one of the um, upcoming, I think it's the one that's going to release yet, where we get a. Uh, I was assigned a country that had a single horror movie, <laughs> um, in in its entire history. Uh, I love doing that because I love going back and sort of re- researching these countries and seeing what they did. You know what what was. Uh, their contribution to the genre, um, because uh, I don't know, I just find it so interesting. I'm loving the Horror Olympics, and I can't wait to get to the next round of those. Yeah, so we, I think we have at least one already recorded, if not two. So the next couple that come out, there will no be no audience poll for, unfortunately, but... right. Um, we can start doing that. So, uh, you know, the, the other thing that we were not clear on when we started that was becoming as they've kind of alluded to more clear is that a lot of countries have never made a horror movie which is kind of crazy even countries that have cinema haven't really done a lot of horror so we're not going to get the full world coverage as we kind of initially hoped for with pitting continents against other continents like it's just going to kind of we're going to narrow it down pretty quick is what I'm, what I'm, <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> because there are a lot of nations that have never produced a horror film, which is kind of crazy to think about. And they're literally, literally, literally continents that have never produced a horror movie. Yes. Before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it'll be, it's fun. It is fun. And we'll do more of that as well too. So talk to you guys later. We're here to make a change. So all can be free. You know, the other thing this reminds me of, as I was trying to remember this, because my brain was like, is that real? Am I remembering this right? Is there another Monster Squad? There there was also a cartoon. I don't know if this was before or after your time, but there was this um, 
a Ghostbusters that wasn't the Ghostbusters that we all know of. That's why when uh, the cartoon adaptation of Ghostbusters finally came on TV, they called it the real Ghostbusters because there was another oh. Ghostbusters cartoon. on. I don't remember the earlier one. I remember the real Ghostbusters, but I yeah. do not remember the earlier one. <laughs> yeah, it was there. Uh, and I, I actually have the, a DVD of it, too. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, I got it. It was like one of those like little uh, paper cased um you know that they would sell yeah right the ones that i got the same thing with um what was it the mighty heroes the 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 dvd for those the mighty heroes diaper man and and strong man and rope man all i got one of those dvds for those as well um i know what you're talking about yeah ghostbusters 1986 the cartoon and then uh, the real Ghostbusters came out in 88, uh, I believe. So Really? Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, the first one came out after the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And it was a very different, it was a different concept. I didn't oh, know that. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The real Ghostbusters also came out in 86. Okay. Um, it was on TV from 86 to 91. But then this other Ghostbusters, the one I'm referring to, came out in 86 as well. Um, wow. And- yeah, it was. I think it was just one season, but it's. Uh, 